And we're back. And happy to be back uh, for another week. Sorry we were gone last weekend. Uh, a lot, a lot of business, a lot of people traveling, a lot of, a lot of events going on. But we are back. Welcome to this exclusively special broadcast of Black Friday, not for sale. Not for sale. It's Christian. We got Chris. We got Dela. This week we got a special guest. We got Amanda Spears, the one and only Amanda Spears. I'd hit the applause button. I had it. I don't have it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amanda, how are you doing? It's great to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> doing great. It's so good to be here. Thank you, guys. Tell, tell us a bit about yourself, Amanda. What do you do for the, for the people here that don't know? Yeah, for sure. So as of right now, I'm a regional field coordinator for the Leadership Institute. So basically, I oversee the state of Florida and our campus outreach program, help uh, students out in Florida um, with their groups, with outreach, um, recruitment, speaker grants, that sort of thing, um, through the Leadership Institute. Really enjoy it. The Leadership Institute is lit. Guys, got to check out LI for all yes. of your campus and training needs, especially like Chris says every single week, run for office. LI has a training <laughs> for you if you want to run for office. So they have plenty, plenty of stuff and you know, uh, plenty of resources available for you. Uh, Amanda is also our wonderful uh, graphic designer that we have here. She puts together everything for us each week uh, at my demand, and I demand a lot. So she is fantastic. <laughs> this is true. Amanda comes through all the time. Excited to finally have you on. This is a long time coming. I'm so excited. Yeah, for sure. Man, man so what a week. Yeah, I know you're back, man. You're back. Uh, it's like, it's been a crazy week. I mean, not like crazy as far as like, you know, political sense. I mean, there's Joe Biden with his gaffes that keep happening and the media ignores. I mean, that's just every day, but Texas is literally frozen. The state of Texas is frozen and unfortunately people have died. Uh, the week before there was a horrific 138 car pileup and Numerous people died in that as well on icy roads, and, and it's just it's bad. It's really really bad out there. Uh, I'm very fortunate to live out here in South Florida. It's eighty, you know, eighty two degrees outside every day right now, and you know we're, I can't complain about it. But everybody else, everybody else is going through it. But you know, life life is good over here, and man, I'm blessed, gotta say to say the least. But my goodness, guys, it's it's been a heck of a week. Yeah. Check in on your friends, y'all, especially you watching. Check in on your friends. Make sure they're okay. Yeah, for real. It's been it's been insane watching all of like the infrastructure in Texas kind of like crumble under the face of these storms. Um, I know a couple people out there, and they've been just trying to survive without water, electricity. So really good to like text anybody that's there right now. Hundred percent. You know, look out for the people that you know. Um, it's really sad that our country that used to be the top. Uh, dog in the world, uh, you know, snow storms taking down our infrastructure. Our infrastructure is from the 50s. We have a terrible infrastructure. Um, we really need to work on that. I feel like, you know, maybe this is something that the government, instead of, you know, giving money to Iraqis to like talk about gender, maybe they should throw a couple dollars that way. But I guess we'll see what happens. This is Joe Biden, so probably not. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I guess my my only take on it is that a lot of people, you know, talk about, you know, big government sucking and not, you know, relying on the government for a lot of stuff. I think that this should be a major example for the rest of America and especially for Texans to be self-sufficient and not rely on the government for, you know, certain things like, you know, make sure you stockpile or whatever that may be. But I don't think that, you know, Americans should 
solely depend on the government at all. No, I do think though this issue kind of runs bigger than that. I think there's always so much that people can do by themselves and then there's just something that is out of hand and out of proportion. We can't control power and water getting shut off like crazy and then freezing, like beyond freezing yeah, everywhere. People are just froze, froze out of everything beyond beyond compare even the most prepared people are still like just rough and they're they're not having a great time with it omar we miss you feel better buddy get better take some medicine man we'll see you soon yeah, yeah to to feeling. not so good <laughs> the first thing here that we have on the agenda i don't know if you all heard just read the news here is that Kim Kardashian has officially filed for divorce from Kanye West. Uh, you know, I I don't feel like Kanye is down bad necessarily. I mean, it's a terrible situation for the kids, but man, I, I don't know. What do y'all feel about this? Yeah, I don't know, like, exactly. I haven't heard her put any statements out or anything, but from what it looks like, Kanye like really changed his life around. Like whether that's genuine or not, that's not you know for me to judge. But maybe she's not gonna line up with his decisions to become more traditional, more conservative, more Christian, and you know have more strict values in his life. So if that's like the reason that she's you know going for a divorce, that might be a good thing in the long run. If he's gonna stick to his principles, I'm, I'm not sure though. I. I really, I really thought he had turned the corner. I really think he's doing incredible things. You know, raising his family right, bought land. You know, more modestly living. Uh, I've heard a lot of the recent music going on with a lot of different songs, and all of his verses are clean. They are still clean. He's dropped yep. a lot of pre-life verses too, especially he talks about you know, babies being aborted every day in a lot of his music, and like people don't even realize it. like this guy's putting out more Christian pro-life music than the Christian artists are. So I'm like, man, that's Kanye West. But yeah, I mean, he also, you know, dealing still with mental illness. I mean, bipolar disorder and you know, still dealing with that and handling that. It's not easy. I can act like it's easy. Those are things that people are gonna, you know, but when Mary, you say in sickness and in health for better or for worse, I mean, how much does that mean to people now anymore? You know, I, there's probably more to the story that we don't know. I'm not going to act like I do, but this celebrity stuff, man, it just gets under my skin. Yeah, it is. Uh, I feel bad for the kids, you know. Uh, I, I really do. Uh, I also, you know, I don't want to completely blame Kim, you know. So I would say I feel just a little bit bad for her because I try to put myself in her shoes and think about it like, you know, you marry somebody and then they just completely change from who you married. Uh, and whether it's for better or for worse, uh, it's not for me to judge. But, you know, it's, it, it is unfortunate that they can't, you know, bring it back together and save their marriage. I mean, they're not divorced yet, so it could happen, but I don't, I don't see it. I mean, it's, it's also celebrities. I mean, celebrities get divorced like every Tuesday. So, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I really do hope that they're able to work it out, at least for the kids, um, because, you know, single, single parent, and, well, I guess they're millionaires. Never mind. They're fine. Dale, what you got? I mean, uh, I mean, I, I kind of agree with what Amanda was saying. Um, what I feel like if I guess Kanye did 
turn his life around and Kim isn't on that same path, it doesn't make sense to just stay, you know, together and your whole lives are just going separate. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're a Christian, if something doesn't, um, you know, is something not benefiting you and your Christ-like journey, it's better to drop it than keep it along that path. So if Kanye did change his life and he's given his life over to Christ and Kim isn't, then he should definitely, you know, do what's best for him and his relationship with God. Man, I, I feel, I just feel for the kids of all things, and they've got beautiful children together. And I was blessed to not grow up in a split up household like that. And a lot of other people aren't blessed to have those types of lifestyles. And I, I can, can't imagine what that's like, especially on an elevated status, like with the celebrities and everything like that, where your life isn't private at all. So like everybody's going to know your business and you can't just be kids growing up. So this is, it's got to be beyond tough. I feel bad. I just feel bad about it. But, um, so, uh, you know, off to <laughs> more of a rocky start there. I mean, more pop culture talking that, that happened. Uh, unfortunately, I believe it was today. Um, other news today, Texas is frozen over and, uh, Ted Cruz has some very not reliable neighbors and friends that live next door to him that leak text messages, unfortunately. So, Ted, don't trust your neighbors or friends ever again. They're horrible people. But he um, he took his family to Cancun when Texas froze over. And he's getting a lot of backlash for it. And he apologized. And, you know, every, every Democrat and you know, Alyssa Milano and everybody's going for his head. And Ted... I, I think this is like really unfortunate. The fact that I mean, it just hurts. It hurts Republicans so much. It really does the conservative side because, you know, I I really do think in this instance Ted is very much a hypocrite because you know one hundred percent if a Democrat did this, he would be the first one to call him out. He would be saying like, "This is awful. Look at what they're doing in Texas," you know, or whatever state it was. I mean, I'm pretty sure the mayor of Austin during COVID. Uh, during the first lockdown went to mexico um not ted cruz didn't call him out but all republicans were calling him out and saying like what do you mean like you're you're you left and you went to mexico and you're trying to tell us that we have to not go on vacation so uh, i'm pretty sure it was austin but i just think it's hypocritical um he may not have had the power to make a difference but it doesn't matter you are a representative of the of the people you should you know, be there with your people. Um, they voted you, you're supposed to, you know, be up to a higher standard or at least not be stupid and go to Cancun, go to DC, there's power in DC. Like it made no sense. Why would you go to Cancun? Like he was asking to get like TMZ'd in that instance. I, I, I don't feel bad for, I don't really feel bad for politicians when they're like, you know, this comes out because it's just like, oh, well, you just kind of proved yourself to be just a run of the mill politician, I guess, you know, all talk, no action. Yeah, optics-wise, it's definitely a nightmare. He definitely shouldn't have apologized. Like, if you bow to any of that cancel culture, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get criticized more. So everybody, all the conservatives, like influencers, like politicians, they keep apologizing for everything that they do that people don't like. And because of that, it makes everything they do look bad. Because if they keep apologizing for stuff that they originally believed was the right thing to do, like he was saying that he did it for his kids. So whether or not that was a great thing to do, whether or not that was a smart thing to do for his constituents, doing it and then coming back, apologizing, that just makes you look even worse. So 
I think we really should take a lesson from that in the conservative movement and stop constantly second guessing everything we do. Now, obviously, if you do something and it's a wrong, it's it's super wrong, apologize for it. But if you strongly believe with your whole heart that what you did is right, you know, don't just sit there and turn around from what you did. So. Amanda Spears, you have some fans here. I'm going to air all you here. <laughs> Shout out to John. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You got some. You got, man, Amanda's got shooters out here. Thanks, guys. Our first celebrity guest. Man, yeah. she, she brought the heat today, I got to say. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you for being a fan. Please not like, share, subscribe. Always appreciate y'all. Tune in every week. Taylor, what you got? Oh, I mean, I, I didn't really read into this much. When I first seen it, I really didn't care. I, I, I mean, I, I don't care. As a private person, I mean, if Ted Cruz wants to go to Cancun, okay. I mean, and are you jealous that you couldn't leave and up and leave when there was something going on? Like, But then as a politician, I read what his statement or whatever, and I started to question it because, you know, he said that he did it for his children, his daughter. My, But my question, if I was a Texas resident or if I was one of his constituents, my question would be, why didn't you just send your kids? Where's your wife? Where's a godmother, a nanny, or, or something, send your kids and you stay as a elected official or whatever like that. That So by him, I guess what Amanda was saying, by him coming in, apologizing, making the statement, made it look 10 times more worse on him after when I read into it. Because when I first just heard about it, I was like, okay, and? like, But when he made the statement, it's just like, uh, you kind of dig yourself in a hole there, so. I'm going. I'm going devil's advocate here. I'm going to be the bad guy. Uh, I don't. I don't really think Ted did anything wrong. I, I don't necessarily think it's comparable to, to violating COVID restrictions by any means because it's a it's a natural disaster and it's very very bad. But there's nothing that he can like literally do about this, and I don't see any responsibility that goes over his head for it. You know, they they've been asking for aid, and that's from the federal government to come in and go and do so. I mean, it ain't too much for Ted to do. I mean, it's bad optics for sure, but yeah, when you apologize to the mob, they all just crawl all over you and just beat you to a pulp. And that that's where Ted messed up, you know? And another thing is everybody wants to take virtue signaling photos, act like, me, hey, I'm helping. Here, here's me pouring a bowl of soup. Like, that stuff's so disingenuous as it is. Like, you know, I'd rather somebody just, yeah, literally go to Cancun and just flaunt in front of a camera or cry outside of uh, the border patrol facility at the border, and, you know, like, I want to see something real. Like, just just be just be real about it. I got to give Ted his credibility for that. He messed up by apologizing. But other than that, I don't, I don't think he owes anybody an apology for it, in all honesty. And you got to go ahead and live your life. But the media makes it out to be like he uh, put COVID-positive people in the nursing homes and killed thousands of them. But, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy on that story. I hope he enjoyed Cancun, though. You know, uh, maybe his kids got a tan, uh, you know, or something like that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure why people were like freezing. I mean, I'm, I'm from the north. I freeze all the time. I'm, I'm used to it. Texas people, they're not used to it. I feel bad, you know. Uh, especially, I mean, like I've never lived in the south. I'm sure people down there didn't have like jackets and gloves and all of that so I, I really do feel bad like i'm i'm 
prepared for it. I have what I need when it gets cold. I mean, it, I think it's like 10 degrees right now. Um, I'm, I'm pretty used to it, but people in Texas, they really are. So I, I do feel bad for people in Texas. Um, you know, I, I hope that it, it's doing better now. I think it took, I think Biden finally said something about it, like four days after the fact. So maybe he'll do something. Maybe he'll go to Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel for the people down there. Like the, the infrastructure was not prepared. Like I know somebody in Tennessee right now who just moved there from, you know, a warm climate and they're getting humongous storms right now. And they have maybe like four or five snow plows and they're waiting, you know, a long time for the roads to be plowed. I'm originally from Chicago, so I'm used to it. Like I'm used to the snow. I'm used to really cold winters, but when you have none of that infrastructure, you, you don't know how to deal with snow. So I definitely feel bad and like, they need supplies that they don't have down there, but. Wow, it, it's so unprecedented. I don't know. Nobody saw this coming. And even our best meteorologists didn't predict anything like this happening. So what are you going to, where are you going to put this on? Who's like, it, it's just, now you see the legitimate errors and where things are like needed to be fixed, power, water, pipes, old, rusted, frozen, all that stuff. Like so. Hopefully they get their act together, get this stuff figured out now so that this doesn't happen again because this is really bad, especially in 2021 of all years. Like, this isn't something that, you know, supposed to be happening. Like, now, yeah. of all times. It's not supposed to happen now. So, yeah. Uh, and still staying in Texas here, uh, we've got good old Mark Cuban situation in the national anthem. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a Mark Cuban fan already as it is. I, I have my personal vendettas against the guy. I got a lot of biases. But, I, I mean, Dallas Mavericks as an organization, you're in Texas of all places, in Texas, and they decide not to play the national anthem. They just don't play it. And, you know, of course, people are mad. People are outraged. And then, you know, then there's the woke people that just say oh, they don't care. And the NBA, realizing that they're – losing money you know they keep continuously losing money by crapping on the flag and everything like that or like no 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 the flag the national anthem's got to be played at every game it's gonna be played at every single game so <laughs> now we're in a whole discussion about it and i actually have mixed thoughts about it i'm, I'm not sure how i feel but Dale, how do you feel about this ah that's a tough one the national anthem and at sports events i mean it's tradition it's been done for as long as I can remember. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's as long as the NBA has been around, so why change something? I mean, I, I don't get why change it, but maybe I'll have something else. Someone will spark something for me. <laughs> Man, I'll go around oh. Amanda, or Chris, one of you two. Uh, Amanda, <laughs> you, you, Amanda, go first. Tell us what you think. All right, well, I, so, I read the article like a while back. So from what I remember, he canceled it for the whole season. Is that what he said? He wasn't going to let them like sing the national anthems at any games for the rest of the season. Is that right? I, I believe that's true. Like, I believe they okay. it all together. So I was reading a statement by him and he was like, we haven't canceled it like forever. We've canceled it for a little bit. I'm like, what, what are you saying? So you, you're not going to support America for a little bit until like it, it goes into like whatever form that you want it to be in. Like the whole point of being a patriot or being proud of your country is that you support 
the people you support your nation, not you support like the people in office or you support the specific policies. So I just think it's really stupid that people will choose to be patriotic during certain times and not patriotic during others because you know you want to look at your country as like the the people in the country, not just the people in Washington. You're not just the support DC. So that's kind of how I see that and like the the lack of patriotism shown in you know tv sports is really sad to me i don't think it represents just the policies it supports the people too so that's kind of my view on that and even like kneeling for the national anthem all of that sort of sort of stuff i'm not a big fan Amanda did spark something, I guess. So let me go. <laughs> I want to jump back in. And I guess, yeah, what she was saying about like about it representing the people. And that's, I guess, what I would I would say about the national anthem is that um, just by doing it, it's even the Pledge of Allegiance, it's just symbolizing, you know, unity amongst the people here in America to show like other countries that we are a united front, regardless of, you know, what president's in the White House or what policies or whatever it goes on that we can come together and be a united front um when we don't do things like that it shows that we are weakened as a people and as a country and that's a bad look for us towards the rest of the the, the world so i i that's my take i guess yeah i wonder if they're playing the chinese national anthem instead <laughs> soon probably soon seriously I wonder if they like legit had like a TV deal worked out in China somewhere. So they're like, oh, we're going to scrap it for now <laughs> while we're playing <laughs> China and we'll come back later. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, with this, though, I might be the devil's advocate because I've never watched an NBA game and I'm pretty happy to say so. Uh, I, I honestly hate basketball. It's a really boring sport. I mean, I was fat and short. I couldn't do that. I never, I never wanted to play basketball. So I'm not going to watch it, but I mean, I do like football NFLs. All right. You know, I never, I was never big into watching sports, but if people want to kneel for the anthem, I don't, I mean, it's disrespectful, but I'm not going to make you do anything. Like I'm very big on the, don't make me do something. I won't make you do something. So if you want to kneel, kneel with both knees, I don't care. Uh, it's, it's whatever you want to do. Um, same thing uh, with, you know, if Mark Cuban wants to say like, okay, so we're not going to play it on, on my team's uh, uh, at halftime or is it before the game? Yeah. Before the game, we're not going to play mm -hmm. it anymore. If he wants to say it, fine. Everybody who loves America, who's a, a Mavs fan, stop watching the Mavs. Stop being a Mavs fan. It's just the free market there. Stop buying tickets. Stop watching the NBA. Stop watching the NFL. You know, show them that you disagree. You have the market power to do so. Um, you know, he's a billionaire uh, because people buy his products. People buy his things. I know that's not the only thing he does, but, you know, if you just stop supporting them then that, that i just don't like the hypocrisy now he i think he's a hypocrite because he you know nba is all buddy buddy with china and then they want to call out like the injustice of like oh well, this cop killed a guy i'm like oh, well, they're killing a couple million people over in china did you know that uh you know that's hip, like hypocritical but i hate the people who are sitting on their couch like stand for the anthem but they never miss a game turn it <laughs> off like i don't know what to tell you like stop showing your support that's just my thing like do do what do what you want to do. This is a free country, you know. Do what you, you want to kneel, kneel. If you want to stand, stand. It is, but the NBA isn't the U.S. government. They're a private business, so they can say you better stand your hands. <laughs> you better go ahead and do it. And that's where I come in. I'm like, you know, and and here's where here's where I'm mixed on it because here's the thing. 
Would you rather see them crap on the flag and kneel every single game, or would you rather them just not play it and not have to worry about it? See, I think and if I think the that's NBA – That's a conundrum here. That people are like, what do you want to see? Yeah, if the NBA wants to tell people you have to stand or you're going to get fined or you can't play, that's fine. The NBA is a private business. I don't really care. I But if people – like, what I what I hate is that, you know, people want to get all upset over players doing it. And when the NBA, like, really didn't say anything about it or they were letting people – or same with the NFL. NFL wasn't saying anything about it. People were getting upset. I'm like, okay, well, obviously the NFL isn't going to take action, so take action yourself against the NFL. Like if the NFL is not doing what you want to do, stop watching. And it that did work. A lot of people stopped watching yeah. the NFL. I'm pretty sure their ratings dropped pretty hard. I really didn't watch the NBA that. did as well. The NBA yeah. really taken a big hit, and I think that's that's literally why they said you have to stand up is because they took a too big of a hit to, you know, they're not trying to recover from so many losses anymore. They they did it all last year. Putting BLM on the court was one of the worst PR moves they could have ever done. Literally, uh, the worst yeah. they've ever done. Exactly. So, you know, it, it works. That market power works. Uh, stop watching. Stop buying the jerseys. Stop going to the games. And they will listen to you at the end of the day. I mean, why do you think the NHL never does it? Because to be honest, everybody in the NHL is like all guns in America. And, it, it, who you know, who watches hockey? We all know that. You know, the demographic. Canadians and you know, mainly Caucasian and white people for the most part. There you go. The most the most patriotic sport I can see right now is mixed martial arts in the UFC. I think that's the most patriotic sport you could ever find. Nobody kneels. Everybody handles their business. There's no political statements being made unless it's Colby Covington getting a phone call from the president himself after a fight. And it's, it's fantastic. It's one of the best things you could ever watch. You know, it, it's, it's fantastic. It's great. But also Mark Cuban himself, he, yeah, he's the guy that won't stand up to China. He's got no backbone when it comes to it. He's the guy that's a billionaire with a welfare mindset every time. And just, at the end of the day, I do think he's, he's bigoted. I think he's bigoted. I think he has low expectations of black people. And I don't think he thinks black people can function normally like anybody else. And I, I'm not a big fan of babying us. I'm not a big fan of babying people for any sort of reasons. And, no, I mean, kneeling for the national anthem, it's, it's stupid. They, we're not going to play it anymore. Like, you know, it's just one of those things. The national anthem isn't a political statement. Uh, the American flag isn't a, isn't a political party. The saying the Pledge of Allegiance isn't edgy. It isn't, none of these things should be controversial whatsoever. They shouldn't be. Right. Yet people make it that way. They, they've made it this way. And that's where I'm, I'm frazzled, yep. man. I love sports. I'm a big-time sports junkie. I love this stuff. But every time I see yep. it, I'll turn it off. I turn it off. Or if I'm watching an NFL game, they talk about all their social justice stuff 20 minutes before the game. I mute it. See, I, I'm not the biggest sports person, but I, I was really big into theater. And when like Hamilton, for instance, they would stand up on stage and start calling out Mike Pence, like in at the end of the show or in halftime, like that is in halftime in the intermission. <laughs> um, that is not something you do as part of your performance. Like you're, you're paid to perform. You don't make everything into a political statement. And that's what we're trying to do with everything too, which is which is horrible. Like not everything has to be about politics. Not every single thing that you do in life has to be a political statement. And I really hate that everything is now, whether it's sports, whether it's theater, whether it's a TV show you're watching, whether it's, you know, the new Netflix show, everything has politics mixed in. It's it's almost inescapable now and it's the world that we live in. And so do we try to change it? Do we try to live with it? Or do we try to you know, change the narrative and change the trajectory? What do we try to do with it at this point? 
we're in deep. We're in deep into this stuff. What is it? And at the end of the day, I think my favorite quote of this all was Michael Jordan. If you haven't seen The Last Dance, one of the best documentaries I've seen in sports, about all about MJ, he literally said, Republicans buy shoes too. <laughs> and that's like, at the end, that, that sums up so much you know, in, in this world and business and everything else. You can't alienate 50% of the market and expect to have a great turnout, to expect to make a lot of money and expect for people not to hate you. <laughs> you can't alienate half half the country expect to have great results. You can't do it. You just can't. So, you know, I, I think that's where that boils down to. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I love getting into sports. We don't really do that a whole lot. So I've kind of, you know, ran off on that myself. Right. Now we got Joe Biden himself getting the Pfizer vaccine. Chris, I know you had some stuff you wanted to say about this. This is your yeah. So we have Joe Biden uh, at the Pfizer plant. I believe this was a couple days ago. Um, he was saying that people have to continue wearing their masks after they get the vaccine. Um, honestly, how far are we going to go with this? Uh, what point are we going to be able to return to normalcy? Um, at, like it, it's going to continue um, until they can tell us to do whatever like i i'm just really sick of it um it's very much a political stunt all of these democrat states and cities now that joe biden's elected is like it's time to open up we have to open up it's it's been long enough because they know trump's out and they don't have to destroy the economy anymore they have to bring it back for for daddy biden they have to heal the country the unity that they're they're aiming for but if they see somebody without a mask uh you know shank them uh, it, it, it's really getting to a point that I don't understand uh, what they want anymore. Well, I mean, control, they want that. But I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think Biden even know where he is half the time. And he wears the, he probably wears the mask and continues it because there's probably like a speaker on his back that's like just talking for him. Like somebody's just talking to a microphone somewhere. But um, I don't know. What do you guys think about continuing wearing masks, continuing social distancing uh, for the foreseeable future? We, we, we don't have to stop this, I guess. Do you want to watch the clip? Do you want to roll the clip? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, play the clip. Play the clip. Roll the rolling clip. All right. Getting this up and airing. This is a process, but we know now the fundamental basic elements. The fundamental basic elements are that before you get the shot and after, if you get the shots, and after, social distancing saves lives. Wearing masks saves lives. Making sure that you wash your hands with hot water saves lives. This is not hyperbole. This is not a political statement. It's reality. Now, I won't. I won't lie. When he when he opened up that book and his mask was in the book, I honestly thought it was a pop up book. <laughs> Um, I was like, who gave this man a pop-up book? Uh, but that was, I just noticed that. I thought that was funny. I thought it was a pop-up book. Good night, but, moon. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you guys think about this? Uh, when, when are you guys gonna, you know, when, when do you guys have your vaccine scheduled again? Uh, just, just Never. 
Yeah. <laughs> how, about, how about never? I'll, I'm never getting tested. I'm never getting the vaccine. I'm sorry. Um, that's not what I'm not about that life. I've never gotten flu vaccine. I've never gotten the flu. My brother on the opposite hand has always gotten the flu vaccine, has always gotten the flu. It's kind of weird and annoying. But anyway, uh, that's so weird to me because like washing your hands with hot water, common sense, cool. Social distancing, stay, continuing to social distance after getting the vaccine, that's interesting. What isn't the vaccine supposed to, you know, isn't this supposed to be new technology, right? This RNA changing or uh, altering vaccine that this new technology that's supposed to be oh so great. So why are we continuing to social distance after two doses of a life-changing scientific, scientific outbreak vaccine? Very confusing to me. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's crazy because I've gone to several states that are not that big on masks, like, you know, Florida, for instance, their people are totally fine. They're acting normal. I come out here um, to Virginia, the DC area, and everybody is like so paranoid. Like it doesn't matter if they have two masks. Most people are wearing two masks now and I'll be walking down the street and they will literally like cross the street, like walk through traffic to go to the other side of the street to avoid me so that I, I, I don't know. I'll have a mask on. They'll have a mask on. We'll still be six feet on the six feet part on the sidewalk, but they want to go to the other side because that's how paranoid like people are starting to get because, you know, they're watching and they're taking the administration seriously on these things. And it's like, first of all, there you'll walk across the street on the street, but we'll go into a store and you're totally fine, like waiting in line. Like just the double standards are insane. And the places like Florida, like the cases are not rising like they should be according to Joe Biden because nobody's wearing masks there and the people that are, you know, they're being, you know, normally conscious about it, but everywhere else people are being so paranoid about it. And it's the same amount of cases. So it makes zero sense. The double standards are crazy. This lasts as long as people let it. This will last as long as we let it. I've said this a few times before. It'll last as long as you let it happen. The longer you let them just play this stupid stuff out and the longer you let them take away your freedoms, they're just going to keep rolling with it. Until people say they've had enough, then they'll just keep doing it. Why would they stop? They won't stop until people have you know, said they've had enough. And when, when I plan on getting my vaccine, I can't tell you that, but I can tell you when I'm planning on buying some more ammo. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm planning on buying some more ammo. Uh, I can tell you when I'm planning on making my next purchase. I can tell you when I'm planning on, uh, you know, exactly. You know, like, seriously, yeah, gosh, you know. <laughs> I ask all these things. What am I going to get? My, my uh, am I refusing? Refusing what? Is it, what is there ever anything that was required of me? Am I refusing? When was this ever like ordained into law that I have to have these things happen? When did it, I yeah. have to get a COVID test? Says who? Yeah, I have to, that says who? My goodness, this is still That's America. That's the <laughs> you know, it's South Park. I this was America. Yeah, I thought this was America. <laughs> my gosh, I thought this was. These people, Amanda, I, I can't, I can't live in places like that. I was in California for three weeks visiting family, my parents, and everybody. I was done after place. I could not deal with it anymore. I love my family. I love them all and yeah. everything like that. But when I haven't seen family in so long, and they won't give me a hug, I'm done. I'm out. I'm sorry. I'm out. Yep. I'm, I'm out. No, I hear you. I've Hang talked out. to so many. <laughs> yeah, I've talked to so many doctors, so many like people who work you know, uh, you know, in that industry where they deal with it on a daily basis. And even they're the ones who are like, these masks do nothing. Like 
the virus particles go through these masks. And every single person that I've talked to that work on the front lines or work as a nurse, work, work as a doctor, work in like construction where they have to wear masks for particles, that sort of thing. And people, all of those people are saying these things don't work. So it's it will keep going as long as we want it to, as long as you know the people in Washington want it to. So. And they're going to want it to go on for a long, long time until Joe Biden dies, probably, which could be any yeah. day now. But you know, it'll probably go. Uh, it'll go for a while. Um, uh, unfortunately, I mean, at this point, I'm not saying like you know rise up or anything, but stop listening to it, man. I mean, if a private business says you got to wear a mask, you know, I'm not saying go into Walmart mm -hmm. and uh, hate on a person that makes ten dollars an hour. That's kind of uh, messed up. Stop being a Karen. But you know, if they're if you're outside and somebody tries to tell you to put a mask on, you know, flip them off and just uh, enjoy your walking <laughs> park. I don't, I don't generally do that. I'm, I'm too nice from that, but I will give them, the death. <laughs> I will give them the death there. Like I'm in the mob. Like I know who your family is and everybody that you love. And if you don't stop, they might disappear. Like I'm gonna give them that look. I will give them that look a hundred times. And then yeah. the, you know, if you literally don't respond and just stare at them, I think they stop. They generally do stop. You know, they don't know. What yep. they're yeah, totally fine with like, you know, private businesses, small businesses doing whatever they want, you know, totally fine with that. That, that was the first like before the mass mandates were a thing. Like if they wanted to do that as a small business, as a private business, sure, maybe I, I may or may not agree with it, but it's gotten out of hand now where everybody's, you know, enforcing it. And walk. I was walking around, you know, that new law where you got to wear a mask on federal property in in dc the other day and it's like it's a very like it's a very weird vibe because p police officers will start following you around if you don't have a mask on it's like oh <laughs> what did i violate this time <laughs> you know it's it's insane how how big of an issue it's gotten just sneeze on them they get too close sneeze on them <laughs> yeah I don't know. i've just i've had enough i've just plain old had enough I, i'm beyond done with it everything all of it I had so many people that died in nursing homes that weren't able to see their family because what because they thought that they were like all these things you can't see family can't do they, they shut down the country they shut down everything and people lost their loved ones they lost everything they lost their livelihoods but you know get your vaccine still gotta wear a mask still gotta social distance you can't hug your family can't hug your loved ones and you're gonna die very very far away from them i'll take my chances 10 out of 10 times, I'll take my chances. Screw that. It's not worth living that life. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. So, man. Ayla, I know there's something that you had specifically wanted to get into. Yeah. So, apparently, <clears throat> um, the NAACP uh, filed a lawsuit against Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and the Proud Boys for the U.S. Capitol insurrection. And I was reading up on it because I found it interesting that apparently the lawsuit um, contends that Trump and Giuliani violated the Ku Klux Klan Act, um, which is an 1871 statute that includes protections against violent conspiracies that interfered that interferes with Congress's constitutional duties. 
And I had never, ever heard of the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871. So I just found this really interesting. I just want to bring it up and see if any of you guys heard of this act or ever uh, were familiar about the NAACP of um, suing Giuliani and Trump and the Proud Boys, which is interesting. I'll definitely be following up on this this weekend and uh, learning some more information. But what do you guys think about that? The Ku Klux Klan well, Act of 1871. Is this a civil or a criminal lawsuit? Like, what are they seeking? Are they seeking like, you know, like money for damages or are they seeking like trying to get them in jail? No, I think it's a civil lawsuit, to be honest. It doesn't really go into much. Um, of, of course, this is the shade room. This is uh, just a little uh, synopsis of what um, uh, one of their bloggers put. But I personally think it's a civil lawsuit. So they're going to have to prove that there was that they were damaged in some sort of way in order to receive money here. If that's really the case. So good luck. Good luck. I mean, we'll see. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's supposed to be about um, the damages for riots. Um, and also just um, in general, the, their allegations towards election fraud. So. Huh. That's really interesting. And, you know, uh, apparently it's through the Ku Klux Klan act of 1871, which is supposed to be an act uh, that, protects Congress of interference with any uh, violent conspiracy theories. So I never even heard of that. So I just thought that was interesting. How about you, Amanda? Um, have you ever heard of the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871? I have not. This is all news to me. I didn't even know they were finally in a lawsuit. So yeah, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I got to read up on that because that's something that's yeah. interesting. My, my question is, why haven't we ever heard of this? I mean, well, I, why, why haven't there has been other lawsuits that the NAACP, um, you know, filed, but why haven't we they filed anything against this Ku Klux Klan Act before? Because, I mean, I remember <laughs> they, they filed lawsuits in Charlottesville, which was supposed to be a Ku Klux Klan rally or a white supremacist rally, right? So why, this is interesting that they're bringing out, up, out, uh, bringing out this uh, this statue now, this 1871 statue. So they're trying to label 75 million Americans as Ku Klux Klan members and terrorists, and that's despicable. And this is why we'll never be unified. And this is why I don't want to unify with these people. I think they're evil, and I think they're disgusting. I want nothing to do with them. It's interesting because the, the people who truly organize the Ku Klux Klan, the Democratic Party, because NAACP is a a leg of the of the Democratic Party. We all know this. So the true like <laughs> the true creators of the the Ku Klux Klan has their cronies going after um I don't know citizens and like trying to label them as conspiracy theorists and Ku Klux Klan followers. So that's interesting. Yeah, Omar just brought up a good point in the comments. Like, what about those reparations or what about, you know, all of the businesses that were totally wrecked? I heard so many heartbreaking stories of businesses that were put out by these riots. Even in my own town, um, there were many stores that were totally vandalized. It cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to repair their windows, their storefronts. So what about all that money? It's crazy. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good point. Honestly, you know, those people who are spending all summer uh, getting some Nikes or that new Xbox or uh, you know all those pictures of people in Target look it's awful. 
you know, feel bad for you, Target, and all those people who lost their job. But those are some funny pictures. That guy who had like the Legos and like the Target's on fire, and he's like holding a box of Legos, walking out. That was pretty funny. But you know, it, it's it's ridiculous. I don't know this this lawsuit. Wherever it goes, I mean, if they're seeking money, I I, I wonder how much money and from who? From Trump? From the Proud Boys? I didn't know that they had like a Chase Bank account that they're just about to withdraw. You know, two million dollars. The Proud Boys or Giuliani. I mean, who is going to be paying this? Uh, and then is it to the NAACP. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I've never heard of the Ku Klux Klan Act. It really is that they, they really are. Like Christian said, they're trying to label seventy-five million Americans as KKK members, as the alt-right. Um, I don't own a wooden cross or bed sheets. Um, I am not prepared for this, so. Uh, I just wanted freedom and uh, liberty and stop paying so high taxes. But, you know, it's okay. $5 for a gallon of gas, I guess that's not too bad. Uh, another thing here is what they're going for is something that could potentially backfire in the future if they succeed with the precedent that it sets. It's very, very dangerous. Is what becomes labeled as conspiracy, what becomes labeled as supporting mm. the Ku plan, what goes against Which U.S. government. Sense. It, it, it attacks everything. It is, this is literally an infringement on the First Amendment. It, it's going to come down to what it's going to turn into, literally. It's going to come down to a big-time infringement. And for people that want to speak their mind or that want to do things, and then they, they're going to equate words into actions, and that's very, very dangerous. Unless it's like right. a legit call to action, like then they're going to equate like anything that you say is going to be violence, and that means you can be prosecuted and go to jail. And like that is insanity for what that will lead to. It is dangerous, depending on who gets into power. Whoever gets into power and can wield that, my goodness. You're That's interesting that you say that, that the NAACP uh, draws up this lawsuit right after, you know, that um, Trump is acquitted for the second time because one of the main reasons why he was acquitted was because they couldn't really uh, do anything on that grounds of uh, him exciting by, like, the figure of speech versus you actually uh, exciting the violence or whatever. And, and this makes sense. Uh, I mean, I'll read more into it, but this what you just said would make sense that they're trying to change the the meaning of conspiracy or what, you know, what your free speech and what that entails. So that's interesting. Something to keep in mind of, or uh, for everyone too, about our free speech that, you know, what, what can we say, you know, what's going to be an exciting violence or whatever the case may be. Yeah, there was that big thing a couple of days ago on Twitter where people were like talking about like how much they self-censor themselves on Twitter just already because of, you know, how strict the, you know, new Twitter Twitter guidelines are and how many people are getting their accounts deleted. If something like this goes through, like more and more people are going to be quiet, which hate speech, again, you there's that fine line. Like if you're going to have something called hate speech, anybody can make up any guideline, like anybody can be offended at anything. So someday, someday somebody will be like, I'm offended at the word Apple. And every single instance of that has to be deleted offline now. Like the, the guidelines are arbitrary. If you're going to create hate speech, anybody can make that up. If censorship uh, offends me. Uh, can they please like get that? Because I, I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I feel like, I mean, we're all pretty much the same age. And if, you know, you guys played games, I mean, you guys remember the Xbox 360 lobbies, man? Them boys used to, 
They'd be, they would be ruthless. Old Twitter used to be ruthless. <laughs> Old YouTube used to be ruthless, man. I, I don't understand yeah. how this generation that grew up through that, now it's like, well, you didn't say my pronouns. And now you have to be banned on every platform ever. Like, let's, let's all just take a deep breath and just remember you can turn it off. You can turn it off and you can walk away. The sun will still be shining. If somebody did not call you the right pronoun or somebody called you a mean name on the internet, thank the Lord that you can unplug it and you can walk away. We will survive. I don't even have Twitter because it's toxic. Like I made that decision, but I mean, I'm glad I don't because now I wouldn't be able to say anything on it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's your choice to be on that social media. It's your choice to follow those people. So if you don't like it, unfollow them block that person. Totally recommend using the block button, but stop blaming it on everybody else. You know what other button you guys can use? You can use the like button, you can use the share button, and you can use the subscribe button here. Guys, make sure you tune in Friday to Black Friday. We're always here every Friday. Follow and subscribe. Little plug in there. Oh, man. No, absolutely. There you go. It's really dangerous. It's so dangerous. The precedent here that they're establishing. And this is like, in going into like Trump's impeachment case in the video there, like they used the video of Nick Fuentes as like evidence. I heard about that. Like, how do you like, what are you, oh my gosh, this is so, they were so lame with it. I'm like, how do people even take you guys seriously? Like, this is beyond just comedy. This is total comedy. Those guys, it's a clown show and they're wasting our money doing this stuff. And the NAACP yeah, is supposed to be nonpartisan. It's supposed to be like a yeah. non-partial population, but they don't, you know, ever, so. It's definitely not. No, all, all that they do is they just take right-wing people. They're like, right-wing, right-wing, both of you must be exactly the same. Nazis, you're both Nazis, <laughs> you know? It's like, you could be like, I, I saw a tweet. I have no idea who, well, it was a tweet that was on Instagram. Again, don't have Twitter. I don't remember who it was, but it was just like 90% of Republicans just want to be left alone, leave us alone. We're not right-wing. We're not, you know, super far-right or anything like that. And I'm like, yeah, exactly like that. Most Republicans are like, just leave me alone. I don't really care what pronouns you use. Just leave me alone. Um, and that's right. where it's at. But they want to tie those Republicans in to like Nick French. Well, Nick Fuentes isn't a Republican, but let's say right wing people, you know, they want to tie them together and be like, oh, well, you're all just evil white nationalists. And it's like, no, just actually, can you just like stop taxing me so much? Thanks. I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Politics is a spectrum. And like everybody who works in the actual Everybody who works in politics knows that it's not one party. It's not another party. Like there's there's certain like right wingers that are very far right. There's certain left leftists that are actual leftists and liberals that the PragerU video liberals versus leftists like that tells a lot about there's two different fac facets of it. Same thing with the Republican Party. There's there's multiple facets. There's there's moderates like people are in between on that spectrum and you can't just equate like the radicals with the whole party. They're the ones that get the most airtime. Well, I mean, the yeah, the you're going to be edgy. I mean, the apparent right wing radicals. I want to say like in quotations because far right means what? What does far right exactly mean? Because the media calls everything far right or radical or white supremacist or all right. Everything's all right. So I don't know what that yeah. means, but like, yeah, they only put up certain things over there, like very very small things that happen, and they're like, that's what everything is. I'm like, no. In comparison, like, not all lefties are Antifa. 
but all Antifa are lefties. I mean, but, but, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, and it's, it's how it's how the things are going. I mean, it's it's gosh, it's how everything's portrayed in the media, and people just drink up the Kool Aid on that stuff. So, you know. And if you guys don't already follow, I uh, got to give a shout out to our coworker, Katie Davis Court, doing her citizen journalism out there in Seattle. Yes. She's out there like every night, and Antifa is literally like battling Black Lives Matter like right now, and like all these other like insurgent groups out there. Like they're not getting along. They're beating yeah. each other up. It's bad, y'all. Like they're bear macing each other. Like, it's just the opposite. Her That's stories amaze so me every day on Instagram. Like I watch her stories, I'm like, man, it's insane what's going on over there. And I'm like, you know, I got to give it to her. Like, she needs a medal. And like, I, she is braver than I. I would not do that. Uh, I, when I see people wearing black masks and hoods, I'm like, I'm just walk over here. I ain't going over there. She's, she's in it. Like, so. Yeah, every <laughs> kudos day. To yeah. You. Kudos to you. I, I, I couldn't do that. Oh, man, not at all. So, another conversation here. Uh, earlier uh, this week, uh, Herschel Walker, you know, testified in front of Congress that Black Americans shouldn't get reparations, and that didn't sit well with a lot of Black Twitter, um, including some of the so-called conscious Black conservatives that we may or may not have heard of, and some very notable people, but they don't get any clout from me, so I'm not naming them. So, <laughs> but. And they called Herschel Walker a goofy and all these things and, you know, because they, they want their money and they think that they're entitled to it. But, I mean, yeah, the man's allowed to have an opinion with everybody just ripping him a new one for it. He went in front of Congress. People go in front of Congress all the time with stupid stuff. I think he made some valid points here. It's just, it doesn't really seem feasible to me to actually, like, put this into legislation to make it happen. I just don't see it happening. What do you guys think? I mean, just back in general, reparations. What are we doing? How are we doing? I don't see the government doing it well, so let's not do that. Um, you know, I, I as much as I want for the black community to be able to be lifted up, because it really it it does not. It, there has been a difference in history. As much as you know, some people want to deny that and say, "No, we all have the same opportunity." Well, no, actually, not really. I mean, if you had, there is still such a thing as privilege. I'm not saying white privilege is 100 a, a thing, but there is privilege. If you had two parents, you had privilege over somebody with one parent. If you grew up in a house that your, your income was 100 thousand, you had some privilege over people who only make 30 thousand. I mean, that's just what privilege is. Now they twisted that word and made it like super taboo now, and so when conservatives hear it they're like ah but you know it's just more of that i would like the black community to be able to be brought up to kind of an equal level but i mean i i grew up in the black community uh we all seen it with the stimulus checks um it really you can't just give people money and expect them to make good decisions with it like especially a large sum of money um and just make like they're not gonna just be like you know what i'm gonna invest this money no it's they're not gonna do that i mean, no, I mean indian my, reservations they're no. getting it right now they're the indian reservations are getting it right now and those people aren't living fantastic lives they're not yeah i mean it's yeah. i don't i don't see reparations helping um as much as i would you know hope but honestly uh you know my big question is how much are they talking because at this point everyone got unemployment i didn't get unemployment i'm trying to get my government cheese too so what 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 number are we talking here that's that's i'm curious 
I don't, I don't know. Good, good comment here. Um, do we get uh, have to face the same type of attacks for not following the mainstream direction of thought? Uh, I'm, I'll answer for me. No, nobody approaches me. Nobody goes up face to face with me ever. So no, that's just not my thing. Um, how about you guys? I've gotten a little bit of hate in the DMs every once in a while, or like nasty comments on Instagram, but. You know, every once in a while on campus, somebody will come up, but it hasn't been too bad. Um, you know, again, it's it's on social media, like I can have a conversation with that person or I can delete the comments, so. Yeah, it's usually, uh, if I get anything, definitely not social media, I'm not popular enough for that one, but it's always on campus. And if it's on campus, it's always a white person. And they'll always call me a racial something. They say I'm a race trader, they say I'm something. I'm like, dude, I. Leave me alone. And it's always half the time it's a dude in a dress. Like literally not lying. It's half the time a dude in a dress. That happens too many times. I'm like, you guys are just angry. Or you girls, I'm sorry. Don't cancel me. Uh, whatever they are, they're always angry and they're always trying to call me something because I'm holding a sign that says I love America. Like, leave me alone, man. Or woman, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's make men masculine again. Seriously. Dale, how about you? You get any blowback? I mean, you're out there in the trenches of those HBCUs. Yeah, all the time, I guess, I guess for the most part. I mean, but I I, feel, I take it with a badge of honor because I feel like I don't want to be like everyone else, especially with these crazy leftist ideas. Like, I don't, it's not for me or whatever, and I know the truth, so I'd rather be stand up by myself with the truth than follow the crowd to like a slaughterhouse or whatever. So that's my take on it. Yeah, no. But to reparations, <laughs> so to talk about reparations, I guess, I definitely have a different approach. I think that I, I it was, um, I remember in Washington, D.C. at the Black event, we, we had a sat down and we talked about it or whatever like that. And even before that event, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, no, you know, reparations are, it's overdue. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a time nothing happened oh well like let's let's figure out different ways to make things amends but after doing a lot of research over the last couple of months i found out a lot of new information and i do think that reparations are owed to a specific people in america which would be the african descendants of slavery or whatever you might call it I do believe more Aboriginal Americans or whatever you want to call it. I do think that they are old operations because of a, a life, like a system that is still in place today. Like there's a lot of just misinformation, a lot of history that was taught backwards or wasn't even taught at all. Or there's a lot of history that wasn't, that was left out of the history books that I feel like a lot of just Americans, Congress, everyone needs to just take a sit back and, listen, if anything, learn the history, go back and just try to, you know, right some wrongs, I guess, because there, I would say that before anyone takes a hard stance on reparations, make sure you know the true history and, you know, go back in the libraries and take up some books and figure some stuff out before, you know, you take your stance. But then the question becomes, you know, who pays those reparations? And that's a long, that's, that's another question. whole, whole another story. Right, that, that becomes the question because no, I do not believe, of course, like American citizens tax dollars should go to reparations. No, that's a, that's a whole complex situation. And a, a part of the reason why reparations still hasn't been paid out because people haven't figured that out, like, or, 
that our, that question hasn't been brought to the forefront or whatever, because I believe that Herschel Walker was, uh, sorry, testifying on HR, this new bill, right? That was supposed to be like a reparations bill, if I'm not mistaken, it's like HR 40 or something like that, 80 maybe, I don't know. But um, I didn't watch it, but I was hearing a lot about this bill. And if I'm not mistaken, this bill- Revolution 40 was the number I just looked Okay, at. HR 40, yeah. So yeah. this bill has a lot of misdirections and mis just mis um, education on in this bill alone. I didn't read the bill, but I listened to Ice Cube talk about it and that was enough for me. So <laughs> if Ice Cube ain't rocking with the bill, I ain't rocking with it. <laughs> Well, I, Congress cuts crappy deals and they'll throw in funding for themselves or throw something stupid exactly, in there. Like, course, exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and that, my biggest question here is my, what I would ask everybody is what do you want to see out of reparations and what's your number one goal from it? And if it's generational wealth, I don't know if reparations is the answer. If you're looking for generational wealth in the black community, I don't necessarily think reparations is the answer to get there because I don't think it's going to help out in that sort of way. I think we got to look at some other alternatives or something else. But I, I think if that's, I think, our, if that's our angle, we got to go somewhere else. Really. Well, I've heard a lot of people talk about reparations. Like I said, I've been researching a lot of history over the last couple of months. And uh, a lot of people, some people who are very educated in the fact, talk about a combination of land and money. And that's what I think would be something because, you know, 40 acres and a mule or whatever that, that may be was promised or whatever. So I do think it's more of a land thing. And then my personal opinions that this, this U.S. dollar doesn't mean anything anyway. They're going to give us what? Harriet Tubman 20s back by nothing. So I don't think money is the answer. I definitely think land though is one of the key factors for reparations. Yeah. They said uh, the final result may not be the 21st century equivalent of 40 acres of a mule. It might be an SUV and a condo is, is what they equated it to now. That's ridiculous. So an that's SUV ridiculous. And a condo. I, I that's want 40 not, acres in a mule. Lord, that's not land. Lord, that's that depreciator. I mean, like it'll still appreciate and depreciate like land would, but it's not like good land that I would want to have. Like talk about space. I want like open, open. Space. And that's why we don't need Democrat, uh, Democrat politicians trying to write anything about reparations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Michael, by the way, we are on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, we do simulcast on all those platforms. So check us out there too. Like and subscribe. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. <laughs> So, yeah, I, it, it's not just black and white, and I'm glad Daley did bring that. It's not just a black and white type of type of deal here. But Congress seems to murk up and ruin everything that they touch. So, I, well, where are we at this? You know, <laughs> where, where are we going with with this? <laughs> like, where is this going to go? I don't think it ends yeah. anywhere near. No, the government's not going to do it well. They're not going to give us the money that. Right, let me not say us because I honestly I don't know if I'm a descendant of slavery. But whoever they give the money to, uh, they won't do it well. Uh, an SUV and a condo. I mean, come on now. Like, at least give them 20 acres and, like, a pony. <laughs> I mean, like, something. Like, something that's just a little, like, it's just disrespectful. That's like somebody owing you a 1000 they give you five and, like, a cheeseburger. I mean, it's just, it's not the same, and it's just not uh, comparable. It. I, I feel like there are people in this country who are owed something. Um, and that's what I hate when people are like, the, on both sides, they're very black. Like, all black people deserve reparations. Or, no, nobody does. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. 
like, oh, oh, okay, I, I'm sorry, Timmy. Like, not everyone had the same opportunities. Like, there are people in this country that have been living generational poverty for, like, as far as they can remember, it has always been poverty. And it's very hard to get out of that. It's not as easy as, you know, well, I learned how to play basketball in high school. Now I'm in the NBA. It, not everybody can do it. Some of us are fat. We can't make it to the NBA. <laughs> And some of us don't forget, you know, school choice by, you know, built kind of that system set up by the government. That is not my handle. That's why. <laughs> I wish I would have seen it. <laughs> Bring it back. One more time. One more time. One more time. That was funny. You were saying, Dale? Wait, yeah, honestly, I, I kind of forgot. That was too funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I agree that isn't a black and white uh, black and white issue at all. Yeah. Oh. And who pays for it? That's a great question. Honestly, this just seems like government housing again. We're going to put exactly. black people back in the government housing yeah. in the ghetto. Right. We're going to build another ghetto and put it back in the ghetto. Like, what? Like, it's like to get, you, to get you out of the ghetto, we're going to build another ghetto. We're going to build a nicer, <laughs> a nicer ghetto. Like, Seriously, like the reservations. It's I used to live like there used to be literally one in my backyard. Highest levels of poverty. Everybody's struggling. There's so many social programs going on. They all had access to free college, but they had the lowest, um, they had the absolute lowest level of college education, even though they all had a chance to go for free. And there's so many issues that <laughs> this involves. It's not black and white, but 100%. Yeah, I feel like we got to come together, compromise, you know, like Biden says, guys, we need unity. Let's all come together. Let's hold hands and kumbaya. <laughs> Um, and well, we'll all figure this thing out. I mean, I don't know. Again, though, like some government cheese would be nice at this point. I didn't get my stimmy. I didn't get no unemployment. <laughs> I'm sick of this at this point. Everybody's getting government money. I ain't get nothing. Hey, Adorno. Amanda, Amanda is worldwide. <laughs> Shout out to Adorno. He's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Li Peru. Struggle. <laughs> struggle. Amanda is struggling. Amanda's thriving. Thriving. <laughs> She's going to be thriving at CPAC next week, too. Check us out at CPAC. Yes. Dale, are you going to be at CPAC? Yeah. Unfortunately not. What? Have oh. fun, though. Well, I, how did I not know this? Oh, gosh. That's bad news for me. I just found uh, out. Oh. I know. I wish. I wish. But have fun, guys. Oh, I guess. I, I'm, I don't know what to expect at CPAC and all, all things. I don't know what's going to happen. So we'll have to see. Okay. Um, this The last part I wanted to hit here with y'all. Is Coca-Cola? I was just on Twitter. They just had a link of their great diversity training that they had. I gotta share the screen here. You gotta blow this up for you guys. You guys gotta see. This is really interesting. We're talking about the Coca-Cola company. I've written papers, articles, reports, did research on these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Terrible really company to support. To complete <laughs> online training, telling them to be try to be less white from an internal whistleblower. Look at this stuff. He says, confronting racism, understanding what it means to be white, challenging what it means to be racist. Like, when do the, how do they just move the goalposts on what racism is? How do you just, oh, yeah, that's what racism is now. Like, like no, 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 now racism means this, this, and that instead. Like, how, who could, who is the, <laughs> who is the CEO of racism? 
Like, there was just that whole King. thing on Twitter where they were like accusing like black people of being too white and it just now what does this mean? Like what does it even mean? Nobody knows what's diverse enough anymore. <laughs> it's crazy. That that's one figure. Uh let's look at the next one. To be less white is to be less oppressive, be less arrogant, be less certain, be less defensive, be less ignorant, be more humble, listen, believe, break with apathy, break with white solidarity. Break with white solidarity. <laughs> My God. That's what I was laughing at. Break with white solidarity. What in the world? I stand by my facts that Nickelback is in fact the greatest group that was ever making music in the history. Like, what is it? Is that white solidarity? Or white solidarity? Oh, Are you gonna break from Nickelback? Like, I'm not listening to Nickelback anymore. White solidarity is over. Like, what is this? My God. Also, what are we supposed to believe? It just says believe. Like, what are? Just, just believe. Believe. Believe in Santa Claus. Believe anything. Oh my gosh, this is a shame. This is a shame. Believe, believe exactly. Is this a whole like believe women, believe black people thing? I don't don't believe women, believe men, believe black. (laughs) Men lie, women lie, money don't lie though. Hey, Uh, (laughs) in the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel they're inherently superior because they're white. Researchers with age three to four children understand that it's better to be white. What says so who did they research like okay, so this is one thing. You researched with three to four year olds. What did you ask them and how did you get feedback from them and how did you put this into a study saying that they think it's better to be white? Like what did you did you have them point at their favorite color on a litmus test, like a litmus paper? Like, what's your favorite? Oh, that one. Like what how do you this stuff is he picked, he picked blue. It's not black, he's racist. This is racist. <laughs> what is this? this is comedy. Yeah, this is very sad. This is very sad. But I mean, remember, I remember when I was like in middle school or whatever, or maybe elementary school, that they used to like show us the little doll test. Do you guys remember this? Like, this is like one of our, this is like early diversity training, I feel like. But I remember this in like elementary or middle school. They used to say like, like white, whiteness was seen better because children during this like social experiment gravitated towards the white doll more than they did the black doll, even black children gravitated towards a white doll so that conclusion to that test is that whiteness is superior in society and you know basically is saying this research or whatever it goes on this research so that's just interesting to me and that's i I don't know what do you guys think about that i mean what's why would they gravitate towards the white doll or whatever if that you know that's the research that's the case i don't know what in the world like i don't I, i don't know I remember getting into an argument with somebody a while back that was supposed to be conservative, but they were upset that there was a picture of like white Jesus and somebody like in a building or something. They're like, why I got white Jesus in here? I'm like, what what do you mean white Jesus? Like that's white Jesus right there. Like, man, I didn't know that was an issue. I I, I didn't realize I was a problem. I I had no idea it was white Jesus, but I'm like, if you go into the Asian person's house, you might see Asian Jesus. You might see Korean Jesus. You go into the black person's house. I've seen black Jesus before. I'll tell you what, I have seen black Jesus. It's, it's really a thing. It's just depending on where you're at. So I mean, people get legit upset about this stuff. Like, why do you? Why do I'm like, man, like I know it was that hard. Like, I was never that pressed about this stuff, but some people take it to heart. So, yeah, the whole identity politics thing. I mean, you have it by gender, you have it by race, you have it. I was just talking to some girls tonight. We were talking about like how, for instance, right now with the whole uh, the new press secretary and everybody's talking about how oh she's a woman, so she must be right. Like same thing with race now. It's identity politics, and we used to we used to speak against that, but now everybody just seems to fully embrace it 
because if you don't accept it, then you're not, uh, you know, diverse enough. You, you don't believe in facts and logic. Like it's gotten to a crazy point. Like identity politics should not be something that we care about in politics. It should be by your skills, not something that yeah. is totally irrelevant to, you know, how skilled you are or how, you know, yeah. skilled you are in a certain set of, um, you know, what you went to school for, whatever. I'll tell you what, though, I was raised in everything believing that when I say like Western nations, I did believe and I still believe that the Western nations, especially the United States of America, is the best in the world because we are the United States of America. And I will not apologize for that. I believe that we are inherently superior to everybody else because there's no other country that has freedoms that we have, that has incredible athletes that we have, the incredible infrastructure that we have, incredible innovation, incredible minds that we have in this country. So no, yeah, yeah, I believe I'm inherently superior to all other all other countries, all this walks like a hundred percent. That doesn't make me a white supremacist, American supremacist, whatever, Western supremacist, sure, whatever, I don't care, but I 100% Call being a patriot. Seriously, if you're not growing up believing that in their education system, what are you being fed with this communist garbage? My gosh, how do you grow up believing that we're a horrible country, it's a horrible place, and then, then you wonder why your kids grow up and hate you when you just raised them. They go to college and they hate their mom and dad. Like that's that's literally what like every leftist that I run into on college campus looks like. They look like like they hate their yeah. parents. This is bad. It's awful. Man. And the last part. Try to be less white. Amanda, can you do that for me, Amanda? Can you do that for me, Amanda? <laughs> I'll get working on that, I guess, huh? Well, let me, let, I want to make a point here. If, let's say, a white person, instead of being white, okay, well, I'm going to stop being white. Uh, get rid of the straight hair. I'm going to have, uh, what, what are they? I'm going oh, right. to uh, get a, what, an afro instead. Isn't that cultural appropriation? I thought we said this. If they start tanning and they try to be black, that's blackface. That's racist. It's like, what, what side do you want them to be on? Do you want them to be more white or less white or stay on? Like, I don't understand this. Coca-Cola, you're not making any sense. Thank God Pepsi's better. But, like, it, it this isn't. I don't understand this at all. Where's the line? Yeah, this is kind of giving me that whole, like, not trying to, you know, I, whatever, but this is giving me the black Israelite, like, vibes, oh, right? Man. Where they, like, make oh, white man. people kiss their feet and, like, you know, like, the whole, like, black supremacy, white supremacy thing. So this is oh, that. This is giving me those vibes, like, try to be less white, like, you peasant, kiss my feet, white person, like, you know what I mean? Like why can't we just all be great you know our, our you know cultural pride love our ourselves and why you know i'm not hating on a white person if they love being white and i think white, more white people need to start saying that like i follow this person they're, they're controversial but they post stuff about like loving being white i think white people need to start you know embracing their whiteness a little bit you know what i'm saying you know not trying to you know don't be all extra out there you know get called a racist but Embrace yourself. Like, don't try to be less white. Like, who, who's Coca Cola to tell you to be less white? And they're white. They're, the CEO is probably white, telling you to be less white. Like, what? Confused. Yeah. Now, I mean, he like, needs to be less like, white. Oh be less white. I mean, like, <laughs> okay. dude, white people live it up, bro. Like, you can literally go to Supercuts, get your haircut for fifteen dollars. I can't do that. That's like, and now like, be less white. Now you're going to go to the barbershop and drop 40 on it? Like, that's just economically stupid. <laughs> I could spend less money on my good haircuts. Like, I would. Unfortunately, I can't do that. Embrace what you got and embrace, like, make the most of it. Like, seriously. But, like, these people over here, but, oh, be less white. And, like, no, man. And let me say this, too. 
let me say this is kind of another thing for for me i guess that they're trying to do this right tell white people to be more less white instead of telling black people to love yourself and be more black or whatever the case may be how about that mm. how about black mm. people mm. embrace yourself instead of telling white people to lower their standards and lower themselves so you can feel better mm. be better Dude, what is it what does it mean to be black that's that's the big thing though because nobody's gonna agree on it what does it mean to be black because a lot of people equate being black with being hood or being ghetto and that's the thing yeah. is like you don't know, but you're not doing that, then you're not acting black, and then you're not acting. So where is like what that goes in the whole like black people to act black? So what does that mean? Like what what does it mean, Daily? If you could define like if you had any sort of answer like being black, like how do you like how do they do that? Well, look, that's a deep conversation because like we all know, we're all sitting here black people, but we're all different type you know we're all different you know what i mean so to be black that it's i think that's played out it's ridiculous at this point like black is a color white is a color i was just reading about that today that you know these colors are we need to go back to like the culture thing or what the culture thing or whatever because it's like it doesn't mean anything it's just like you're saying it's just bringing about negative is always brings up basically negative connotations so what we yeah. i, I I personally, I don't know what it means to be black. Black is a color. White is a color at this point. I'm I'm out of that conversation. Yeah. Let me see. Can I zoom in here? I'm gonna zoom in a bit. Oh yeah, awesome. I found this on Facebook yeah. uh, earlier. Dale, can you explain this? Because I don't understand what this is saying to me right now. So apparently, I've seen this in a Facebook group or whatever, and I had to screenshot it because uh, they said that they had got this. This is like a new curriculum or whatever, and explaining white identity. So this is a, a meter or whatever, and uh, explaining your white identity. And to be a white abolitionist is basically what they want you to be. When they say to be less white, they want you to be a white abolitionist. And let me read you just what that means because I have another thing. So white abolitionist means changing institutions, dismantling whiteness and not allowing whiteness to reassert itself. So that's what it means when they're telling you to be less white. They, this is what they want you to be, a white abolitionist. On the other side of the spectrum, we have a white supremacist, which they call uh, right-wingers and Republicans and conservatives all the time. And white supremacist to them is clearly marked white society that preserves names and values white superiority. So that to me is, is just very interesting. You can also see that obviously there's a lot of stuff here in the middle, white trader. You have, if you're a white trader, you're good. You, you're being less white. So, you know, trader, be a trader to your own race, whatever. Uh, white critical means that you're like a critical thinker. You're critically thinking of, um, and of going against or investing or exposing and, um, and marking the white regime, whatever that is. Um, and then it just goes on and white, goes on like white benefit. That means that you benefit from white privilege. You might not be a white supremacist. You're not upholding the white superiority of complex, but you're definitely just silently um, benefiting from the white privilege that our society has to offer. So this is some deep stuff and this is what they're teaching white people I, i'm i'm sure they're going to start teaching white students as as early as kindergarten just how they're you know teaching kids lgbtq stuff why wouldn't they teach kids as, as well to hate themselves in all types of facets so this is in curriculum at school yeah this is uh i don't know if 
this is just some self-hating stuff at this point. Um, I actually just Googled the guy who made it, Barner Hess. He's a, a professor at Northwestern University. Um, and it's just like, this This is, uh, of course he's a teacher. I mean, it makes sense. Um, and he's gonna push this and other people are gonna push this. And uh, I, I really do feel bad for, you know, white kids that are gonna be taught that like you're bad because you're skin not because you did anything but because you're skin and people did things 250 years ago that were bad or people did things 50 years ago that were bad and they have the same skin color as you so that makes you bad i mean it's the same mentality and of generalization that held black people down in this country for so long and now we've kind of overcorrected and now it's going to the other way. And it's like, we must punish white people because of this. And I, I disagree with it. I think we really do need to uh, tone it back. I mean, there, we have to get back to that medium of let's all live happy. Let's all, you know, forget about the, the skin color for a minute. We're all people. We're all Americans. Let's all go back to like hating Russia or China. Like we don't got to keep hating each other. But it, it's really an overcorrection and it's going really far. I'm, I, I mean, like race war kind of far man it's going there like we're, we're getting to them levels of like we're really hating each other i mean like especially if you look online what people talk to, how people talk to each other i mean jesus again this is why i don't have twitter man I, I would cry people are so mean on twitter i mean the the fact that they are willing to just say like you deserve to die because of your skin color i thought that was hate speech but apparently not <laughs> Uh, this whole thing, when I look at it, it just literally symbolizes to them that they're somehow inherently better than black people at the end of the day. And people don't realize it for what it is. This is just their way to feel, I'm, oh, we are so much more advantaged and so much better off than black people. Let's feel sorry for them and be the so, savior. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's what it looks like it boils down to me. And as far as hating themselves yeah not so much right. you know they, they do think that they're better at this stuff and of course it's this white liberal propaganda being placed out throughout the way and what you see every day so nothing new to me but uh no you guys got any final thoughts here any last thoughts for the road before we get this out of here it was a great show nice having amanda on tonight oh, that was yeah great. thank you so much guys it was great Amazing. Really appreciate it. Uh, natural, Amanda, with that mic and everything, man. You're just the <laughs> Rogan experience. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, no, I this was great. Thank you guys so much. Great. Thanks for sticking to it in these discussions. I know some of them might have, I don't even think they made you uncomfortable. That's really great because some people feel like, <laughs> like I don't know what to say, talk about this. So, like, I don't know, but no, like, it's, it's great. No, really appreciate everything. Thanks, John. You're awesome. Really yeah, appreciate it. Diehard fans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Travel. even know my parlor <laughs> anymore. So, <laughs> um, thank you for getting Amanda out of the basement. I try every day. I try that every day. Amanda's fantastic. We enjoyed having you on. Everybody, thanks Absolutely. for tuning in. Anytime. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Please uh, like, share, subscribe. We'll see you guys again next Friday. It's been a blast. These opinions are not for sale, only found here. Later.